chapter 1. Wow. It's been a long time I've been here like this. Wow. Amen. Somebody said, is it more hard work here or there? I said, both of them are hard. Amen. <laughs> In John chapter 15, verse 1 to 8. The Bible said, I am the true vine, and my father is a vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me. Come on, somebody say, abide in me. And I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abided in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the true vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bear much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned if you abide in me and my word abide in you you will ask whatever you desire what what you desire and it shall be done for you by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciple amen so there is a scripture here one word that i've been used repetitively and continuously in most of the verses you will understand it is talking about abiding praise god I want, you, I want to minister on the subject, abiding in God. Abiding in God. Praise God. Now, I think I have to develop a way of talking in our heart. Let our heart talk to each other. Praise God. God wants you to understand. He wants you to abide. It's one of the things literature, they do in their writing, is repetition, is to emphasize the point. And he's saying that I want you to understand the glory of God is going to be seen on those who abide. And I wanted to look at why was this word used recurrently? Why was this used repetitively? The word abide means to accept or act in accordance with a rule, decision, or recommendation. Now, what it means to abide is not just verbalizing and saying that I am abiding, but it goes with a behavior that must synchronize with that which have been spoken, written, or that which have been ordered. The the meaning say to accept. The word to abide means to accept and act according 
accordance with a decision or a rule or recommendation. It is a personal decision that one has to take upon themselves and say, I have decided. And that is why when you became born again, you promised God and you said, I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. Abiding means that announcing and saying to yourself, I've made a decision and I've decided to follow the rules and the, uh, the regulation that I've been set within the perimeters of the scriptures. Another meaning to abide means to remain stable. To remain stable, fixed in the state and love that abided with him all this day. It is given an example, he remained and he abided in the love of God. It means to remain stable or fixed in the state. When you happen, when I had the first time I came across state, it's, it's in matter. Matter, I've got three stages of matter. We have solid, liquid, and gas. You can't move from liquid to solid, and you can't move from solid to gas. You cannot move interchangeably. You have to be stable. You have to be fixed. You have to be constant. What we tell us, you have to remain in the constancy of Christ. Another meaning is to continue in the place. Praise the Lord. So when I tell you to abide, that was an instruction given to the disciples, the apostles. When Jesus told them, I want you to abide in Jerusalem. I want you to remain in Jerusalem. It is not when you are abiding at a place, precious one. It is not just visiting there and moving out of there. It is remaining there. Every now and then when I come to that place, I want to see you because you are abiding there. The promise of the Holy Ghost could not come because they went to Jerusalem and went back to fishing. God, Jesus never said to them, visit there and go out. God wants us to remain and when we abide under the dictatorship of God, he said, then my father will show forth his glory. The glory of God is not shown everywhere. It is shown in places that abide under the commandments of God. I like it when verse number 8 said, but, but this, my father, is glorified. The essence of our Christian life is to glorify God. And I believe that somebody is about to enter into a place of glorification in the mighty name of Jesus. He uses the scriptures most often when Jesus was talking. He uses things that people can relate to. And how did it dis- how does he figuratively use expression to dictate and to communicate what he's trying to navigate into the life of people? He said, I want you to understand that you are not pl- you are part of the plant, but you are not the root of the plant, which means that you can be independent, but you are dependent because you are the branch. And as you are the branch, your flourishness and your beauty is dependent upon the root. I want you to understand that I happen to be the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me, my glory will shine upon your life. If you remain in me, even though the stem doesn't produce fruit, if you remain in me, I 
I promise you branch I promise you you will bear fruit I know there is something you want to show forth but you can't show for those days until you remain in me what is God trying to say to somebody he wants you to remain in him when he says remain in him he's trying to tell you I want you to take ownership and I want you to take custody of my word and I want you to personalize it and I want you to move around knowing that my word is abiding in you when my word abides in you and you abide in my word my father will come in and abide with you I pray today that everybody here will begin to abide in the scriptures of Jehovah in the mighty name of Jesus Oh, I want you to know, it's like a little child who has got full potentiality. He's got so much to show for. He's so clever, so talented, but his productivity is dependent upon his parents. When I'm talking about Jesus Christ was born, he was so powerful. He was so powerful. He was so powerful right from the time of inception. He was so powerful, but his power was not able to protect him until the father, the angel said unto Joseph, he said, this boy is powerful, but I want you to know that I want you to protect him pick him from this place to the place where I will show you and I will tell you to bring about. There are times in our life that when you abide, you begin to show forth the power that you carries. I want you to abide. I don't want you to visit. I want you to abide. Those who abide in place have this constancy in remaining in that place. And I pray today that you abide in Jesus. He said, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit, the verse number 14 of the chapter 15. He said, listen, precious one. The, the beauty of, I, I don't know what I've said it before. There are certain, especially in this country, there are certain fruits that people are enjoying here that they don't know how the plants look like. There are most often we enjoy certain, I remember, how many of pumpkin seed? Some people even know certain seed or certain fruit, but don't know what produces it. And how far mango has gone is not because of the plant, but because of its fruit. What the Bible is trying to say is that it said, I want to plead with the verse number four. It said that abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit. You cannot bear fruit. You cannot separate. The last time you can try this, especially if the plant is for you. If you try to lean when I was very young, we used to climb trees, and sometimes we climb a tree and we break the, the branch. Because it looks contact with the right, the, the stem, it begins to die off. It's a matter of time. Praise the Lord. And I want you to understand, God is calling the church back to the place of abiding. It is not a matter, it is abiding, it is personalized. He wants you to abide in him. The reason why he wants you to abide in him that he wants to show forth his glory in your life. Abiding in God means doing whatever it takes to remain in the word of God without any violation, deviation, or any alteration to his word. I don't think you heard what I said. I said remain, abiding in God means doing whatever it takes 
to remain in the word of God without any violation, deviation, or any alteration to his word. Which means that you are, you are complying to his rule, but anything that want to take you out of the place of encounter, out of the, out of the rule, of, out of the place of remaining, you try to detach yourself from it. Abiding in God means doing whatever it takes. Bearing whatever it bears. Sometimes it goes with pain. Sometimes it goes with rejection. Sometimes it goes with pain. It goes, it goes with things that you don't want to. You don't want to go through it, but because. Hallelujah. Oh, dear Lord, have mercy. Abiding. In Acts chapter 27. Verse 29 to 21. Just play something for me. The Bible said, Then fearing lest we should have fallen upon rocks, they cast four uncles out of the stand and wished for the day. And as the ship men were about to flee out of the ship, when they had let down the boat into the sea and the color, as though they would have cast uncles out of the four ship. Paul said to the centurion and to the soldier, except these abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. This was when Paul was in the boat traveling. He was in captivity. And the word of God came to him and said, if you remain in this, praise the Lord. Come and say to yourself, I will remain in God. Listen to me. When you are remaining in God, it doesn't mean that there is no trouble coming anywhere. It said that the, the storms are coming. The wind is blowing. The turbulence and the wolverine of the sheep, the unstableness of the boat. Sometimes, if you know what God said, why do you jump out of it? Hallelujah. If you know what God is saying, why don't you just remain in it? He's saying that I know, I know, increase the volume, please. I know that it is difficult. Thank you, Jesus. Today, what God is calling us to do is coronavirus trying to take you out of God. Are the things that are going on trying to dictate to you rather than you dictating to those things? He's saying that the boat, some of you, the boats you are on are really shaking. People are doing some things and they look as if they are right, but they are not right. It is the end that justifies the means. Praise the Lord. And I want to please somebody under the sound of my voice that God is calling us to abide in this word. Every word of God you have heard, he is calling you to the place of obedience. He's saying that except these men abide in the ship, they will not be able to be saved. And the last, the subsequent verses said, they got the shore in broken pieces. 
So far as you are on that boat, it doesn't necessarily mean that the boat will be entered. But if you remain on the piece that is part of the boat, you shall come to the place of restoration. And I pray for everybody over here. The year may have not been presented in a way you, 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 you thought it would be. But that doesn't mean that the glory of God will not shine. I have seen people who have encountered favor in myself this year. I, I, I know some of you are saying that this year there is no money. There is no that precious one. When there was light, in, when there was darkness in Egypt, it doesn't exempt Goshen from experiencing light of God. I pray today over your life, whatever has accompanied you, if your, prof- if, if your prophecy is saying that it shall be well with you, no amount of coronavirus circumstances will be able to take you out of it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Is if you remain in this in first John chapter 2, verse 5 to 6. It's about whosoever keepeth commandment in him, verily, is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that said he abided in him ought himself also to walk. Even as we walked. Praise God. Listen, precious God, we are living in a world where there is so much counterfeit that you can't recognize the original. But I want to plead with you. His words are ye and amen. His words will never flow. His words will never be able not to do what he said he would do. His word will do what he said he would do. I want to plead with somebody under the sound of my voice. This year, people have been blessed because they saw what God said. There are so many people behaving like the 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 the, the, the Bible said that Elijah said tomorrow by this time there will be abundance of food. And one of the servants said, "If God should even open the windows of heaven, He doesn't need to open the windows of heaven. He just need to speak a word." And I pray over your life today that this year will be better than any year of your life. I've heard people say that uh, I'm taking 2020 from my life because it was unproductive. For me, I am taking ownership of 2020 and I believe that what God said in my life, uh, no amount of coronavirus symptoms or whatever it is will be able to stop me in the name of Jesus. When some companies are shutting, some companies are enlarging. You shall be that company that enlarges. God said, if you abide in me today, God is calling us to abide. In 1 John chapter 2 verse 24. It said, let that therefore abide in you. Which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you. Ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. Praise God. I want to please somebody. I know what you are seeing seeing is telling you it is hopeless. But we don't walk in this world by the hopelessness of the things that we see. For the things that we see today were called out of things that were not seen. So if there is something to believe in, you have to believe in that which eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor enter into the heart of any man. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. In 1 John chapter 3, 
verse 6. He said, Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth has not seen him, neither know him. Precious one, your knowing is based on your abiding. I don't think you know what I said. I said, your greatness is based on your word, abiding. I pray that today the grace that facilitates abiding will be upon your life. Christianity has nothing to do with the church that you go. It has nothing to do with the offering that you give. It has nothing to do with whatever you do. If it is not based on abiding on the word of God, then it is not Christianity. The Bible said when they saw the people in Antioch and saw their behavior synchronizing. The word synchronizing also means conforming to the image of Christ. So these are Christians. I pray that many will see you and call you a Christian. I think it's about time we start calling ourselves Christians for people to see the Christ in us. Many have heard so much about the Jesus in the Bible, but they can't see the Jesus who is alive right now. I pray that your life will be an exemplary one, a photocopy of Jehovah, that people will see you and see the God who is in heaven in the mighty name of Jesus. I don't know who I am here for, but I know so many things are going on against you. But I promise you, so far as you are a branch and you remain in God, I pray for you today that you shall not die, but you shall live to determine the glory of God. I know that we have been stopped for many months in coming to church, but so far as we are in God, you see we are back because we are not dying because we are in God. You are in Jesus. It doesn't matter what comes against you it's a thousand shall fall on your left ten thousand shall fall on your right with your eyes shall you see them you just look at them because you abide in God abide in God precious one the world in which we live in those who are not abiding in God when the storm comes the face of consequence praise God because of time I'm wrapping up right now and today what God is saying to you is abide in his word it doesn't matter how difficult it may be precious one listen carefully I love it so much when our dear sister was leading discipleship class and she made a statement she said, the essence of knowledge is not just for your cognitive perceptivity. But for you, if it doesn't impact on your behavior, then it is just... Caps, it is just a, sometimes I hear worse. It has just been encapsulated in your mind. Just there. It has not... You must let the word in you begin to command your body. It said, let this word be in you. That it might manifest the Christ in you. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 10 to 13, it said, In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the petition for our sins. Beloved, if God so loves us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us. And his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us. Because he has given us of his Holy Spirit. 
Praise the Lord. Precious one, I want to plead with somebody right now. I want to plead with you right now. I'm just pleading with everybody here. The time when, where there is a contradistinction, there is a separation between you and God. Precious one, the reason why you came to church is that you will be transformed. If we come to church and we are not transformed, then we have wasted our time. The transformation is what people see. But how does a transformation come? It said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That which have taken place in your mind, nobody can see it, but it demonstrates by your, your world, your, your physical appearance, what you do. And precious one, the time where there is a separation between his word and our words are over. There is no, that's why I love it in Galatians, Galatians 2.20. Galatians, something verse 20. It said that I've been crucified with Christ. I am no longer leaving. The life that I'm now leaving is no longer I. If you think it is me, it is no longer I. Galatians 2.20. It said, I have been crucified with Christ. I don't know whether you understood what I just read. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. Come on, precious one. You might have seen me yesterday, but my yesterday is not it was me as you saw yesterday. But my today is no longer I, but it is Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Lord, in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Praise God. Next week, I'll be preaching the last part. Now, I believe that the church must come to the point. How can it be that you are a Christian and you are practicing something that Jesus didn't practice? How can it be that you can say, I will never forgive that person when Jesus didn't say that? How can you be a Christian when there is a contradiction between your behavior and his behavior? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, when you see, we are not saying it is impossible to end it. But what we are saying here, if you see a cat giving birth to a dog, then there is a big problem. It's a big problem. When you see a monkey that doesn't behave like a monkey, when you see a cat that is saying, whoa, barking rather than saying meow, there is a big problem. When you see banana that look like orange, it's a big problem. You know one of the things that, that the fruit does every time? They said, we are very witness of our fathers. This is how we look. We are not changing our identity. But Christian is changing the identity. God, you can't become like Christ if you don't abide in him. It doesn't matter how much you flourish. I'll preach about that next, next week. It doesn't matter how long you flourish. If the Lord is not with you, your labor will be in vain. I love it when Psalm 91 says, 
He who dwells in the second place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, it is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom will I trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snail of the power and from the precious pestilence. He shall cover you with the feathers, and under his wing you shall take refuge. Somebody, I'm talking to you. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrows that fly by day, nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor of the distraction that lay waste at noon. A thousand shall fall at your right side. Oh, precious one, ten thousand shall fall on your right hand side, but it shall not come near thee. Only will you see with your eyes the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord. Come on. It doesn't just happen because you have made the Lord. Who is your refuge? Even the Most High, your dwelling place. It means you are staying there. You are abiding there. It says, no evil shall befall you. Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you. To keep you in all your ways. Stand on your feet. Draw me close to you. There is so many things going on that they want to take you out of the place of abiding. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I want you to begin to pray and say, Father, whatever is taking me from your place, help me, help me to remain in you.